the telltale signs of the volcanic origins of Santa Fe are littered all around. For most of the year, the island is parched, desert-like. Three months can seem a long time in this sort of environment. It's the sort of research you need to pace yourself for. The marine iguana is something of a curiosity. It's the only iguana in the world that lives by and in the sea, and it's only found on the Galapagos archipelago. Iguanas probably arrived on these remote islands on rafts of vegetation and adapted to the local conditions. Some, like the land iguana on Santa Fe, adapted to eating the cactus pads. The marine iguana has adapted to eating the seaweeds on the rocks close to the shore. But foraging for this food has caused them a number of problems. As they are cold-blooded and the sea is cold, they must warm up in the sun before going down to the sea to graze on the algae. The chilling effect of the sea means they must rest up for the day, warming up again, passively digesting their food with the males indulging in the occasional bit of territorial skirmishing or having ticks picked off them by a ground finch. Until the next foraging excursion. The chilling effect of the sea is apparent in the effort that they have to make to get back onto the land. After a long excursion, holding onto the rough lava blocks and climbing to safety is visibly draining. But how draining? What is the measurable impact on the animal? With a simple strain gauge, the animal is pulled off the rock. Correlate this against its weight and body temperature at the time of the experiment, and you have an index of stamina. So that's five kilos exactly. But there's one problem with this experiment. If all the iguanas he can catch are hot from basking in the sun, how can he measure one as if it's just come out of the sea? Improvise. A nearby tidal pool, used as a playground by sea lions, is a convenient place to bring the iguana down to a low temperature. But you have to shift the residence for a while. Another index is speed. Time trials for iguanas. They take significantly longer periods to run the course when they're colder. It's as good an index of performance as you need. What's more, the experiment is conducted so close to where the animals live, the disruption to their lives, always a problem in the experiments on animals, is minimized. I will put it here if you can help us there. Okay. 
Beatrix needs a check on whether the sex hormones collected from the faeces are a reliable indicator. She periodically takes a blood sample from her tortoises. This week, it is the turn of a large male called Chico. A procedure which I'm lucky enough to help with. Sometimes we have to change the arm because it's the same with us. Some veins are good on one side, some are very bad. Está cerca. Porque hay sangre aquí. So we try the other side. So you can see here this part and these lines going from there till this tendon. Here is a tendon from the muscle and we are following this line going in this small hole. Here's the vena brachialis going up there and so we try to find this, ve this vein. You can't just feel it so you have to following these lines, that's the best. But nevertheless sometimes it's difficult to find it, sometimes not at all. I got it, you see? When you got it, it's just a few seconds and then you have it. Muchas gracias, chico. Si, por favor. Yeah. Now we have to be very fast. This is a heparin tube. Thank you very much. So this is a heparin tube and afterwards I will centrifuge it. I will centrifuge it for about 5 to 10 minutes. We only need the blood plasma inside, so we will throw the blood cells away. And in the blood plasma there are the sexual hormones. And these we need. 